You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm joined here today with uh, Ian Dixon himself, fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we are coming to you uh, after a very long period of uh, what's been termed as the great Scottcast drought mm-hmm. of content. Yeah. You know, I've had people begging me in the streets, Ian, about getting another Scottcast out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had... Uh, People inquire as to the status of our uh, uh, mortality, mm-hmm. to which um, I usually say, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to say we're back, but you know we took a we took like a long summer vacation um, this summer. Both Ian and I, you know, kind of maybe it's just the way that the weather plays out. And on the day of our Lord, 2022. Yeah. But um, it was just so hot. And we're so old. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> that, like, there's no there's no activity. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I mean, I did a few things. I went to a wedding. Mm-hmm. I saw some people outside. And I did some other things. But nothing all too extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly we've just been baking. Yeah baking to ourselves it's like uh yeah life beating our ass and just gotta kind of take our time to recoup and spooky season is upon us so i'm feeling invigorated now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we're back (laughs) so enthusiastic (laughs) Uh, uh, we're back here we are (laughs) you know bursting onto the scene again scott casts racing to the top of people's podcast lists (laughs) God bless those who uh, sort by new when it comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we stay relevant is when people uh, keep us on their little list of podcasts they listen to. And and every once in a while, that orange logo pops at the top mm-hmm. and uh, they tune in and they're saying, you know what I could listen to? Not a celebrity with their bullshit athletic greens fucking advertisements. <laughs> no, not some not some two bit has been. Who's, who's trying to be a will-be. Mm-hmm. No, I want these never-will-bees. <laughs> <laughs> I want the real honest God honest truth, and that's what you get from the Scott cast. Isn't that right, Ian? Yep. Us and our old-timey cigarette ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, yeah. You should buy some fucking Paul Malls or whatever the fuck. No, like, what is it? Let me advertise your Lucky Strikes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself some Lucky Strikes and uh, uh, be American, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, be the kind of guy that that lights one up and says, "It's for the end of the day for a working man." <laughs> you know, you're a working man or woman. You're a working person. I'm saying to the audience, yeah, right. They're working, probably, most likely, maybe they can afford this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely working. Um, but you know, yeah. Let's just start this uh, episode off with a quick. Email bag, email bag, and um, this email bag uh, is relevant to our current discussions. For Master Charles, it's the last thing uh, he wrote to us on September twenty fifth, and uh, that's him in the ambulance right now. And his name is Spicy Boy Charles. That's why he's in the ambulance because that's his dead name. But um, he wrote up, "Hey, I'm all caught up now. What's this 
27 day last upload nonsense. And he's right. Like, um, by the time this comes out, it'll be well over a month. Yeah. That uh, we've made a publication over on uh, the scatcast.com transmitter headquarters. While my cat fucking destroys furniture. This is the state of Scottcast right now. You know, the way he destroys furniture every time a pod goes, mm-hmm. like, I gotta wonder if people think that, like, I live in a tattered, like, empire. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like every time we get going on the podcast, and I don't know how he knows the difference between podcasting and, like, normal conversation. Yeah. But uh, he's right up in that fucking recliner fabric being like, oh, yeah, this is the time to make my little paw nails uh, nice and, mm, what, I don't know, whatever fucking cats feel. But uh, our answer, Master Charles, is that uh, we're back. Yeah. And uh, we're coming at you with some new content. Uh, Ian actually prepared a wonderful uh, segment for later in this podcast. Uh, uh, none other than seven, uh, seven entry edition to Trick or Truth. Insert sound effect. Yeah. We're busting at the seams with content. Busting at the seams with content. Right? There we go. That's what we should call this episode. It's not clever, but I want to bring these people back. Yeah. <laughs> if it's busting at the seams with content, they'll be like, that's what I want. I want content. Give me content. Are you like that when you look at your phone and you're like bored? Like, are you thinking, I want content? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, give me content. Yeah. Like a meme. Like, I've seen all these memes. What is this? Yeah. Give me something new. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Have you seen that meme with uh, Adam Levine? Adam Levine meme? I have not. Well, okay. I'll describe the meme for you. Please do. Um, but Adam Levine recently caught himself into a lascivious perv uh, trap. Mm-hmm. Where, um, well, he's married. So I think there's a bit of moral outrage against mm-hmm. the idea that he's a, like a married man doing this. But also he's Adam Levine. So, mm-hmm. you know, judge as you will. But uh, he's been caught sending DMs, and uh, mm. people have uh, come forward with his DMs, mm-hmm. which is like thirst shaming, which is not the worst kind of shaming. Yeah. Because, you know, thirsty guys, um, I, I will say, as a man who has been thirsty before, we all need to step up our game a little bit. But at the same time, I can only say this for sure because of this meme, mm-hmm. because it shows me that Adam Levine is just like any other thirsty dude. You know, your lead singer of Maroon 5, you go, ooh, 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 and people like it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's still out there sending DMs that are like the most low effort, like, not like total cringe, but like, eh, like, you know, you don't want, you don't want your buddies reading. This is how you go about things. Mm-hmm. So there's this meme out there where um, it's just, it's the screenshot someone posted where it's like uh, uh, they sent a s- selfie to him and, and he was, uh, he responded with like, uh, fuck, your body is so hot. And like, there's like 15 C's and fuck. <laughs> What people are doing is they're taking that picture that the lady sent and they're just putting in whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So like it's like a picture of Kermit the Frog and like fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like from Adam Levine's account. Yeah, and uh, it's a pretty genius meme. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about like 
because people have been wondering so much about Scatcast and and whether we're alive or not, like maybe I should reinstitute some sort of social media channel for us and mm-hmm. just to, and just post memes about us. Yeah, you know, just to show that we're alive and stuff. But a good first meme would be like David in one of his like exercise videos, and then Adam Levine being like, "Fuck, look at that body." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a that's that a seems good plausible. Meme. Yeah, it's a great meme. It's directly relatable to our brand, mm-hmm. and uh, it takes advantage of the current trend. Like, how much more marketing can you get? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all thanks to Adam Levine. You know, I won't support anybody who's, uh, you know, stepping out on a, in a, what might not be an open relationship. I don't know. He's Hollywood and Adam Levine, you know, in Hollywood, they all, yeah, there's no, there's no monogamy. We don't don't know what the stipulations are in there. I I mean, I don't, I didn't look up into it. I just saw the meme and started listening to animals like animals. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I don't know. I don't know the condemnation necessary, but like we could take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. And I did stream some Adam Levine earlier. And mm-hmm. so like uh, if it's somehow on us that, that it's bad to thirst shame, mm-hmm. which I'm predicting will be a term in five years. Yeah. I'm, like I came up with it today and it's not going to come from me. It's going to fade away from Scott Cass because mm-hmm. we are thirst shamers in a way. If it's funny enough. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> If it's funny enough. Uh, but uh, I believe in five or so years, uh, people will be like, uh, you know, like, look, I was horny and you're just uh, making fun of the fact that I was a horny boy mm-hmm. or a girl, you know, with, yeah. with my comments on, on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, people start being like, you can't shame that. Uh, I think this is more a commentary on how I've, I mostly feel like an idiot in today's climate. <laughs> because, like, I'm always caught by surprise by things that, like, after a little bit of reflection... I'm like, yeah, that is fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's uh, a good thing that you're coming to realizations and growing. Sure. I mean, I'm <laughs> growing at a slower pace than society, though. Yeah, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, as long as you're getting there. I guess, you yeah. know, it's, uh, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with getting there at a slow pace. I've always been a, a late bloomer, as it were. Yeah. Where are we going next after Adam Levine's uh, uh, meme and the fact that we're going to put David into one to revive our social media presence? This is all an answer to Master Charles, no, Spicy Boy Charles, who said he's wondering where the next episode was, to which I reply, this is what you wanted? (laughs) You got the agenda over there. I do have an agenda of some sort. Let's see. Fans are begging. I mean, that is true. Like, we have uh, uh, people who come up to me like at night, at, like when I'm like out and about at night that I'd never realized were listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, because we've had this like strange, like summer hiatus this year, they're coming up to me and like, man, you haven't been posting. You haven't been uh, uploading uh, the scat cats. What's been going on? And I've been like, you, you're a listener <laughs> right now. as just a straight up call to action. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, fucking tell me it's good to know. Yeah. You know, if you're listening and enjoying, if you're not, if you're listening just because it's spite, you know, go ahead in your silence, your depraved silence, you lecherous fiend. But if you're enjoying it, you know, let me know. And then tell somebody else and make them enjoy it. Yeah. Hold them at gunpoint and make them enjoy Scott Cast or something less extreme. DM some episodes to Adam Levine. 
you should. And he'll be like, fuck, he that, that's that body. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like bodies just like Times New Roman, like <laughs> typed over episode. <laughs> like I bet Adam Levine would like a Scott cast. Probably. I think uh, the more famous someone is, the more they would appreciate an episode like uh, of Scott Cast mm-hmm. than a typical, let's say, listener. Because like uh, a typical listener, they're looking for the Hollywood, right? They're looking for the sheen, the polish. They're looking mm-hmm. for an instant hit of that uh, entertainment mm-hmm. that makes them feel uh, like they could forget about all the tragedy of their life. But celebrities are operating on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. Celebrities have everything. And... Uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned, are the happiest creatures on the planet, besides maybe mantis shrimp. <laughs> okay, because they got they got the fame. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves attention, especially especially people with their name in a podcast title. Yeah, and no one else's. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, uh, you know, they're usually rich. Sometimes they're like Gary Coleman, and they're like working security mm-hmm. at like a lot they used to be uh, the star in, and like they have to you know, go off on every other person who's trying to get them to do a catch line while they're making uh, $13 an hour and eating uh, Chef Boyardee at night. Yeah. But, you know, that's only most of them. Like, <laughs> the rest are rich. Yeah. And I bet those people would love ScottCast because we're um, anti-Hollywood. And they want, that's what you want when a, with a podcast. You want the anti version of your life. That's why most people mm-hmm. listen to true crime and then like wait at a stoplight when the thing's green. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want the opposite. What kind of podcast do you listen to besides this one, obviously? Uh, like horror movie stuff and true crime stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there you go. I mean, like mm. you're, you're one of the, more moralistic and uh, rational minds and uh, you're diving uh, regularly into the irrational. I like to hear about weird stuff, yeah. Yeah, you want to hear about people who uh, took a set amount of data that maybe you've even experienced and uh, had the completely different response. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in this situation, I wouldn't murder everyone. I would just go home. Yeah. (laughs) Et cetera, et cetera. You know what's disturbing? We're talking about murderers. Mm-hmm. You know what's disturbing? Um, I recently realized that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer has gotten like a somewhat of a resurgence in the culture mm-hmm. um, around us. And uh, this is how I found out. Uh, over the past week, like literally, mm-hmm. I've had three people shout from cars at me, hey, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. Let me put on my glasses for you. Where are my glasses? Oh, man. Mm, I I mean, the shape of the lenses, I could sort of... It's it's a stretch. Imagine my leg a little farther away. Yeah, maybe. I'm, like, not looking at you, so it's like... Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, I've had people, like... The cars with the windows all open mm-hmm. and like there's four people in the car and I'm like crossing the street and I'm walking and they're like, holy shit, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. And they're like, who? Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, the murderer. Where? <laughs> it's that guy in the green sweater and the glasses walking right there. That guy that's walking right there. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Very definitive that they were yeah. <laughs> that they were looking at the Scott. 
and calling him Jeffrey Dahmer the murderer. But uh, what am I gonna do? Do I do I need to get new glasses? Do I need to change my hairstyle? Do I need to? Seems like it's get a dye job. Mostly the glasses. I don't know. I mean, like, I know there was like a recent uh, Netflix series. Mm, That's probably what happened. And he may look like the actor from that, who does not actually look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, so I look like the handsome actor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, handsome actor? That's exactly what happened. Oh, fuck. This is the worst time to look like a handsome actor. (laughs) Any other time would have been wonderful. I would have I would have uh, made out like a bandit, mm-hmm. as they say. You know, I'd have been hotter than a two dollar pistol. It's a good phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, it turns out uh, everyone watched this Netflix movie about uh, uh, Jeff Dobbs, and uh, now that's what they uh, consider me as. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to go back to Warby Parker and uh, tell him I want very large lenses <laughs> that uh, do not look like Jeffrey Dahmer's lenses. Yeah. Can he give me circles? You, know? well, you got an easy Halloween costume. I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a Halloween costume as much as the next guy. I don't want to be like a literal serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this guy murdered people, <laughs> mostly minorities because racist cops. <laughs> Anyways, isn't this fun? <laughs> he kept their heads and fucked their corpses. So, like, yeah, that is, that is quite a fun of a costume. Is I'm not. Are you into like a real people costumes kind of thing? No. Yeah, like go fantastic and go home. I mean, I did do uh, Amy Winehouse before, but that was more mm. tribute than. Uh, yeah. Than a spectacle, I mm-hmm. think, you know, because I do love Amy Winehouse, so it was kind of fun to be Amy Winehouse for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I still got the wig, you know, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's something, there's something uh, crude. About, yeah, about doing like a serial murderer, right? Or yeah, or even a single guy who murdered once. Like, uh, do you think there's any Brian Laundry? Uh, Halloween costumes out there, like <laughs> some bald prick who looks like a dumbass. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do next. Bald, next bald guy, I'm gonna say, "Hey, that guy looks like Brian Laundry. <laughs> that guy right there, specifically." <laughs> um, where were we? I'm all. We were uh, celebrity. Oh yeah, celebrity. <laughs> oh yeah, looking like a murderer, um, and then celebrities, something along the lines. Uh, we got off the rails there. We really did. But now it's time. We're gonna do a quick uh, segment that I want to try out—an experimental segment. Okay. It's called B News in Espanol. B News. Uh, bienvenidos a las noticias de abejas. Uh, es un gran día de zombies. ¿Por qué? Tenemos a diez. Sí. Uh, tenemos un gran día con animación. Voy a crear un video con dibujares. Uh, Dibujadas? No sé. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine this in Argentina. Animacion. We're going to animate some zombies stuff. Podemos crear uh, un video con animaciones y, mm. y uh, dibujarás. Ian es un buenísimo artista. Sí. Oh, thank you. Uh, tenéis muchos, muchos uh, dibujarás con uh, abejas y heridas de uh, rostros y heridas de ojos y, you know, un culo... Uh, <laughs> 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 oh boy. Uh, <laughs> voy a animar. You know. Voy a escribir uh, un 30 minutos uh, de uh, historia. Muy, muy lente. Muy, no, muy rápido. Mm-hmm. Uh, porque queremos crear la película actual mm-hmm. uh, con mierda real. No, quiero do something. Hago algo. Uh, quiero hacer algo. Así <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, voy a crear una película de animación muy rápido, uh, muy uh, barato, solo uh, nuestro Comida, not comida. That's food. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very exciting news for all our our zombies uh, fans. I don't know if you can be a fan before it's released, but uh, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of anticipation. See, si. and so yeah. this is definitely uh, a nice little little tidbit for all those anticipating the release of zombies and knowing that there's some uh, some content forthcoming. Yes, si comprenden español mala, es muy interesante y divertido. Pero si no, es un segmento muy raro y fuck it. Este estaba, este estuve, noticias de abejas en español. Big news. Big news. Excellent. That Excellent. Was an interesting uh, experiment. A little window into. <laughs> <laughs> now you all know how nervous my uh, my uh, Spanish teacher is. <laughs> um, I'll I'll hear the review on that Spanish later, and uh, I'll 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 bring it back to the next pod. Did I uh, comprende? What was going on? I there? think you did. Okay. I think you did actually much better than I thought you did, actually. Because <laughs> so, you knew what I was saying. <laughs> Solid. Um, and before we get to the meat of this episode, mm-hmm. which is Ian bringing to me uh, one of our most vaunted uh, segments, Trick or Truth. Perfect for the Halloween season, which, by the way, we should probably do even yet another one this month. Probably. You know, so this is. I mean, honestly, like. I got some real ones that don't sound like real ones on tap, and I can make up some fake ones. So, shit. Let's, let's get that. Yes, yes. So, it's been a it's been a minute for Scott Castigators, but uh, uh, fuck you, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's a better title. Can, we, can that be the title? <laughs> fuck you, we're back. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> That's our attitude, really. <laughs> and I wonder why no one talks to me about Scott <laughs> Um, All right, you know. Listen to your fuck face. All right, we got a real quick segment before we get to um, Trick of Truth, and that is... Face news. Just this uh, past week, I was declared by the NASA itself, mm-hmm. National Aeronautics and Space Administration, official documentation enclosed, that I am an official planetary defender. You're welcome. Yeah, baby, fuck I yeah. The Woo! Cast, gonna be hella bitches up in here. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> you know, like, it's just a great day for America, everybody. Because uh, <laughs> we have not had a planetary defender before me, except for all the other people who completed that very short quiz. <laughs> We talked about this on ScottCast uh, mm-hmm. like a month or two ago when um, NASA said they were planning a project where they were going to basically make a space battering ram and see what would happen if they just launched it at some shit. Yeah. And uh, just the other day, they launched it at some shit and uh, mission success. Yeah. They hit that shit. I heard know. the explosion was bigger than expected. Good. <laughs> that's where we want to be with that hell kind of yeah thing. i mean you know uh i'm not i'm no scientist i'm i'm just the guy on the ground or in the space <laughs> uh, doing the defense but uh i hear that uh the basic logistics of the idea is like uh we sent something the size of a bus to ram into an asteroid uh, much bigger than a bus mm-hmm. at 144,000 miles per hour. And like, I guess the thing was tough enough and it just <laughs> plowed into it with enough momentum that NASA was able to change its course or at least change it enough that they could measure it and then, you know, make adjustments and, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, should uh, an asteroid that needs diverting um, head to the earth. Cause you know, right. that's how, uh, that's how all the cool dinosaurs died. Yeah. All we got left with were those fuzzy bastards that fucking were like, maybe I should fly. I don't know yet. Oh, everyone's dead. I guess I will. That's how birds got it to be. (laughs) (laughs) You know, while T-Rex, the coolest motherfucker on two legs. Speaking of four-legged animal, (laughs) fucking some shit. (laughs) There's a laptop in there, Kyle. He just wanted a whole ass laptop off a couch. (laughs) Tetrapod motherfucker. Damn. Uh, but, um, like, that's what killed the dinosaurs, and yours truly is now a planetary defender. I'm not sure why they were handing out those titles so easily, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I'm also a minister, technically. You know that? It's funny how easily you can get uh, credentials for things. Right? If you if you feel like you lack credentials in mm-hmm. your life, there's many ways to go about it. You- I'm also a minister. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, we should join a ministry. <laughs> Universal Life Church? Uh, Dudist. Uh, oh. Does that count? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that counted. <laughs> it Apparently it does, yeah. Okay. Like, do you have to... Because, like, like, the main reason anybody would become a minister, mm-hmm. besides the title, would be, like, uh, 
and like marrying a friend or family member. Right. Right. So like, can you do that with a Dudist minister? Yeah. Credential? Cool. Do you have to like write Dudist on the certificate? Like uh, according to this Dudist. I mean, I haven't, uh, I haven't married anyone, so I don't know what the specifics about that process are. Okay. But I am, I believe I am capable of, of marrying someone if they desired uh we could s- i said that too to a many lady and they're all like no <laughs> pop that on the Scottcast store there you go a little favorite we'll marry you what's the rate uh in-state easy travel kind of thing yeah well, i mean travel expenses you gotta cover that and okay. then like we'll say like what's oh, the base 20 bucks oh 20 bucks I mean, plus travel well i guess how long is it how long is the ceremony that's the thing yeah 20 bucks an hour and you might have to do the rehearsal and shit. Yeah. 20 bucks an hour. Okay. So let's just do the, let's put a flat rate out there. Uh, let's ballpark it as you're going to work 20 hours on those. Mm-hmm. Plus travel. Uh, so 20 times 20 is 400. Yeah. So $400, you can have fan favorite Ian Dixon marry the shit out of you. There you go. Fuck yeah, that's going on the Scott Cast store. Hey, uh, love Scott Cast. Cool. And I guess I could put you know, an option for me too. Yeah. If you were so inclined, you could. Um, a good marketing strategy is to price things according to a sandwich, as they say. And mm-hmm. Sneaky D loves, loves sandwich analogies. So this is how I think we should do it. You're the workhorse of the group. Mm-hmm. You're $400, which puts you as the middle price point. Mm-hmm. Because psychologically, when you have three price points, people gravitate towards the middle one because they're like, mm, I don't want to be Mr. Mr. Fucking Rockefeller over here. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to be driving a Pinto all my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So here's how, here's the pricing schedule. Yeah. For a thousand dollars plus travel, um, I will, and accommodations, I will uh, marry you according to my universal life church precepts and principles. Mm-hmm. $400, Ian Dixon, according to his Dudist precepts and principles. And for 40 bucks, David <laughs> will marry you. Uh, and he, he's going to need to become a minister of some sort. I don't know if he is one. Uh, David, write in if you're going to be a minister. But yeah, your price is $40. <laughs> <laughs> so pick your religion accordingly. <laughs> um. And that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We should uh we should definitely uh, put that up there. And if you're yeah. interested, uh, send us an email bag and we'll marry you. Yeah, you know, um, not much not much can fucking top that. And then to that segment, how the fuck did we even come to that? Space news because oh. you got your fucking oh all right, easy planetary <laughs> planetary defender. Yeah, if you want a planetary <laughs> defender to marry you, that's a thousand dollars, dude. I am a valuable man. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine like like oh I know the world needs saving, but they paid me to marry them and Brad's always <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? No rain on this this parade. This this uh, bridal party. You know? So rain and space debris. Well space from debris. Exploding them asteroids. Right. So they don't murder all the animals. Yep. Including us. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I smash into that asteroid so you can uh, lock in that asteroid your whole life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm putting oh. emphasis on the ass. Whoa. What's Adam Levine got to say about that? 
Fuck. <laughs> 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 Woo, this is well, good shit. too bad. You don't have a horse cock. And that has been Space News. Good tight segment. Yeah. 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 i play a little uh, advertisement for you from uh, none other than our friends at Paps Blue Ribbon. There you go. Smoke them if you got them. Tomorrow is the beginning of another weekend. Two whole days to relax and have fun. You'll be planning picnics and backyard barbecues. Just be sure there's plenty of Pabst Blue Ribbon cooling in your icebox. Tomorrow morning, ask your dealer for a case. In cans or bottles, Pabst Blue Ribbon is the finest beer served anywhere. Your taste will tell you why. So, this segment uh, is Trick or Truth. Uh, I think I already put music or something in there. Probably. Put music in there, Scott. Anyways, Trick or Truth is one of my favorite segments we do uh, because, A, the onus for creativity is on Ian Dixon, <laughs> which uh, is always pans out well for the audience and allows me to take like a, 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 mo- a much, much uh, appreciated position where, where I could kind of lay back and hear what you came up with and uh, and the and the best part is it's like a game because you're going to bring me seven movies mm-hmm. that may or may not be real. Yes. And I'm supposed to distinguish which ones are real and uh, which ones you made up. Yes. Which is a great game because it's like it tests like my feeling that people will make any old shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but also my knowledge of uh, your creative temperament. Mm-hmm. And like, like, what would what would Ian come up with in his in his brain? Yeah. So, uh, out of seven, how many did you say were going to be truthful, or are, are real? Uh, and how many would be tricks? Uh, We've got three <laughs> tricks. We're going to use that sound bite for <laughs> something in zombies. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> three tricks and four truths. Okay, so three of them. Ian or Ian produced a story concepts and four of them are uh, actual films that have been made at some point in history. And um, what kind of data do you know on these films? You got like a synopsis and a year or um, I didn't put I didn't include years. OK, uh, you ballpark it maybe. And I could ballpark, you know, you might have to ballpark some of your own concepts and then. Oh, yeah. But anyway, that would be tricky. Oh, that's the point. I mean, some of them I would know and some of them I wouldn't. Okay. So, well, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get started. Give me, give me a, give me a movie. We all want one. All right. So we're starting off with Nursing Home of the Living Dead. Okay. Well, that sounds like a documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the world has developed the technology to reanimate the dead and has monetized it, so you can keep your relatives alive, guilt-free but still only have to see them annually at a theme park-esque nursing facility. Oh my God. That's amazing. During a visit to her Nana, Sarah gets a glimpse of the behind the scenes operations and is horrified. She struggles with questions of humanity, eventually freeing Nana to feast on the flesh of her oppressors. Oh, Oh, see that is like, I really love that concept and like, it is super interesting. Which makes me think that uh, maybe you did it. Maybe you made it. 
but also like there are very like small details like uh like it's her nana Mm -hmm. you know like you never i never heard you describe a relative as a nana Mm -hmm. before so um if i had to guess I'm I'm leaning at this point I'm leaning towards but I got some questions. At this point I'm leaning towards it's a real movie. Tell me, do you have uh dead relatives that you would uh visit in a theme park? Me no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christ, Jesus. Right? That's the that's the kind of thing is like uh you know, I have I have relatives in my past but like this idea of like uh keeping this commitment year after year. You know, come on. Like I wouldn't want to be in a situation where my like corpse was, you know, brought out just for visits or something like yeah. that. Visits aren't the best thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're good for you. Right. And, and they're enjoyable while they last. But, you know, when, when my time runs out, like I want that to be a boon for everybody who loves me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind like, of, uh, I got that time back. <laughs> brings into question, like, what is the value of life? And like, mm-hmm. would, being like a a set piece for someone's holiday be like worthy of uh that effort you know yeah like let's let's take this further like let's assume it's like you know not someone's nana that's getting visited but mm-hmm. like some sort of necrophilia arrangement <laughs> that, <laughs> that could be you know like uh you know with prior consent to all living who become uh, put into the system let's say you have a loving yeah, relationship with your wife like these people who are worried about consent yeah <laughs> well right but, like, <laughs> but you know that could happen with like a husband and wife yeah right you can put could. it in the trust that like they get sent to the thing so I'm gonna assume because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cite them all for seven in a row. Yeah, this one is not an Ian produced one. Okay, you're leaning truth on that. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've marked it. Oh, okay. And we'll kind of go back through and get your final say once we've heard them all. Okay. So leaning truth on that now. Um. Number two. Keep track of it myself. You ready for this one? This one's a doozy. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that one's a doozy. That last yeah. one's kind of a doozy. This is a uh, number two is "Fuck the Devil Two: Return of the Fucker." Uh, as a sequel construction, I do support it. I can't imagine that you would jump right to just such a sequel construct like like right away, you mm-hmm. know. But go on with the plot. Let me hear it. It's short and sweet. Okay. An evil spirit trapped in a VHS tape possesses a young boy, sending him on a gory killing rampage. Return of the fucker. Okay. VHS tape is telling, you know, a VHS mm-hmm. tape, you know, a key item mm-hmm. in a synopsis to be mm-hmm. like the one thing that's mentioned. Like, mm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's an Ian Dixon fair because you've got a bit of a VHS fetish, as it were. We've, we've got a, an assortment. An assortment? Yeah. You call it an assortment? <laughs> <laughs> an assortment is something you find in a shoebox. Bit of a collection, yeah. <laughs> you got a couple walls. <laughs> so I I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Ian on that one. That's an Ian creation. Okay. Fuck the devil too, return of the fucker. Yeah. You think it's a trick. I think that's a trick. I feel like uh I feel like you're trying to disguise like your usual subtleties with <laughs> with a title like that. <laughs> Gator bait. Gator bait. Gator bait. Okay. Like a alligator horror? 
Kind of. It's a revenge flick uh, set in the bayou of Louisiana. Uh, Some lawmen seek to abuse their power when they catch a sexy swamp lady poaching gators. She don't take kindly to raping. And there's a badass bayou bitch raining down pain on the pigs and anyone else that gets in her way. Now I'm just wondering if you wrote those words. (laughs) (laughs) If you did, like, I'll be, (laughs) I'll be, I'll be quite like, wow. Interesting that you came out of that. So it's not a direct alligators are the, are the, are the monster. No, it's, it's more like, uh, setting the scene. Yeah. They're just part of it. It's Bayou oriented, Right. Kind of film. All right. So. This is one that I can place a time on, and it's like 70s. Um, exploitation era. You know, I could see you making that a parody of exploitation era is the thing. Yeah. But I got to say, that's a that's a real one. Mm-hmm. That's a real one. Have you seen X? I did, yeah. It's got a gator scene. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So who's, who's to say I didn't take inspiration from that? I don't know. It's possible. That's possible. That's like, that's right up there. And it, it's a pretty, did you like it? Did you like X? I did. Yeah. I'm excited to see the prequel. Yeah. I heard that one was better. That's great. Right. Cause I mean, like X was for me, it was good. If I had any criticisms of it, which I kind of don't was like, it seemed kind of bland to create a whole like trilogy of universe out of because mm. it's very much like uh like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's pretty straightforward. Straightforward. Setup. Yeah. Like, uh oh, this weirdo hick is going to kill you because uh, they're crazy. And uh yeah. But I, I think there's happens. like there's some deeper themes. They do. They do play like, thematically like with, uh, age and how that impacts our, our ageism conception and, of sexuality. Yeah. Right? So you were leaning truth on that? I was leaning truth on the bayou. Okay. No. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know now, though, with mm. our, especially with our pearl talk after. Mm. But I'm going to lean truth. I'm going to write down truth. Okay. So you know how there's all those, like, fucking shark movies? I do love a good shark movie. Uh, you know, like, not to condemn a shark as a monster, but they're pretty cool when they're yeah. villains. It's like watching uh, Sean Bean as a villain. Mm. They're the Sean Bean of the ocean. Don't kill them because they're Sean Bean, but cast them in movies. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like Deep Blue Sea where Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten. Like, like he's like, I will get out of this motherfucking sub <laughs> at this right motherfucking. Ah, I mean my shark. Mm-hmm. And like the shark jumps out like 40 feet off the air and just waddles back to the ocean with Sam Jackson. And it's <laughs> 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 some good shit. <laughs> so this is one of those. All right, cool. We've had Sharknado, we've got the Sharktopus versus Octafuck or whatever. Uh, this one's Shark Angel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm liking maybe the possible genre bending in this. Mm-hmm. Archangel Michael takes the form of a shark in a in apocalyptic bloodbath. Are true Christians righteous enough to appeal to God's mercy, or will they chum the earth with the corpses of sinners? Mm. To save the earth as we know it. Fairly alarmed here. <laughs> so he's an archangel. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> angel. So he's yeah. an archangel. And he's returned to earth as a shark for judgment purposes? Yes. Do you know how this shark is characterized? Is it like 
anthropomorphic where the shark is like uh, passing judgments upon humans in a in like a verbal way um or is it like uh, it's just this beast of a shark that kills people who I have mean, sex I, I don't have that information i i would imagine it would be something along the lines of revelation which is like kind of a chimera like humanoid shark creature uh okay. sort of raining down god's vengeance it's a flying shark i don't know <laughs> it's it's that's the, uh, that's the that's the big disconnect for me it's, is it's, that a shark is a water creature yeah and i i feel like most of revelation takes place on land i mean except for james cameron and his fucking little sharknado like do i need to justify this i don't know <laughs> <laughs> in this in this there, genre sharks can yeah, be in, yeah. outside <laughs> <laughs> okay we should make a like a sequel to zombies where it's sharks for zombies yeah Zom uh, sharks. why not sharky sharky i think we might be a little behind the trend on that i think that was like a 2010s thing by the time we make it you know trends it's return. gonna come right back around it's gonna come like it's a boomerang that shit yeah. so okay arching like because of your catholic upbringing i gotta say mm-hmm. uh i gotta say you might have made that up you, you made that up the shark shark and a catholic story because like you go right to catholic okay you know it's a lenient trick on that yeah Trick on, no, yeah, trick. Okay, we're ready for the next one. Okay, the fifth one, fifth of seven. Defula. Defula. That's your your standard vampire story. <laughs> Except. Dracula bites man, man becomes vampire. It's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yep. Um, It's performed exclusively in American Sign Language. Oh my, so everyone's deaf in the, in the, in the plot. Mm-hmm. So it's like an accessible Dracula. Yes. Uh, besides the fact most people can read that, you know, <laughs> the deaf population is not necessarily illiterate and we've had closed captionings for, <laughs> well, for a long time. Um, but, uh, an extra inclusive then for them. No, extra inclusive. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's like, maybe there's subtleties cause you know, there's subtleties in every language. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like, so like, I wonder what the subtleties of American sign languages. And I would, I bet it has to do with body language and like movement. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's some like, I bet like there's sign language poetry that is almost like watching like a ballet. Yeah. We should Google that shit. Sign language poetry? One day, yeah. We should Google that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a great thing to watch on pod. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yep, they're being really silent. It's a lot of hand noises. I would love it if it's like they kept the audio track. <laughs> it's like, this is all you hear. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, um, cause you're not going to put a score to a sign language movie. I mean, maybe it, do you put the side side sound effects into a sign language movie? I think there's, there's like an, a narrator for hearing individuals as well, but it's, the majority of the action is happening in sign language. Do they have different actors for different characters or is it just the same guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. It's different people for different roles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, and then they're speaking it as they're doing the signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's not just a bunch of people like, just like smiling at each other, no, touching their hands. They're acting it out and signing when they s- communicate. Yeah. Yes. Um, I wish we had a big enough audience that like, I could ask this question really earnestly. Because I really do want to want an answer, and I don't want to Google this. 
But what what's the value of when like a sign language interpreter is like on the side of a Megan the Stallions uh, <laughs> concert? Like it's like yeah, wet ass pussy, <laughs> wet ass pussy, <laughs> and like 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 I've seen video of them doing it. It's like them they're just grabbing their fucking you know junk, yeah, <laughs> and like because uh, mm-hmm. you know American you know I guess American sign language would have been you know it's very direct. I suppose with the with a lot of the yeah. sexual acts. I mean, which I imagine is like with a limited kind of thing. Maybe it's I, I guess I can't speak from that perspective. Yeah, neither. I guess can. for some folks, maybe like the the lyricism matters. Well, like yeah, like, like if I guess that's true. when I'm when I'm like, going to like a music show, like. I listen to a lot of fucking death metals. I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. You anyway. know, I gotta, I gotta say it. And it's about the the rhythm more so than the, like the what's being said. Like you can go as a deaf person and feel the bass, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of cool to feel that energy. And yeah. um, maybe you know, like I know Megan Thee Stallion has the wet ass pussy song. Maybe that bass hits just right. It's uh, wet ass deaf pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just hearing those words is like damn that yeah. does it see i mean honestly seeing those words like you know with the right interpreter you might like it maybe yeah you know like depending on what you're into yeah i also imagine that like the experience of that concert like you know she has wet ass pussy but maybe she has like other songs with like more you know complicated themery mm-hmm. besides wet ass pussy which could be considered a feminist anthem mm-hmm. if you're the kind of feminist who likes touting a wet ass pussy <laughs> <laughs> because like you know guys don't like go around and say so it's like not like an equivalent like they're taking like a male thing that's usually said like Mm -hmm. a male bravado and just making it feminine like just making the switch so which which is more powerful to me because it's like coming from their own experience yeah because like no guy goes around saying i've got a hard ass dick yeah hard ass dick (laughs) so you don't have a coarse cock (laughs) like they comment about size but they never comment about readiness (laughs) Like no, this readiness is not a brag. <laughs> well, too bad you don't have a horse cock. <laughs> okay, so what movie was this again? Uh, Sign language, Dracula. Defula, uh, yeah. Defula. I would say this is real because that's a real cool concept. So I hope it's real. I'll just make it. I'll just ask for it to be real. And I guess I got to say that the next two have to be false, or I have to uh, edit my so far rundown because I've been going true, false, true, false. Okay. All right. Very creative titles. Uh, Alien Private Eye. I love it. I already (laughs) want to watch it. (laughs) Aliens are among us. Cool. They try to keep a low profile and are mostly humanoid. They've got like a weird ear thing that they can get corrected surgically. All right. One of them works as a PI, has a distressed lady come and bring him a case about a mysterious disc with the power to destroy the human race. Uh, His investigation leads him to become embroiled in a space drug cartel smuggling plot, which he must use his martial arts prowess to dismantle. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what? (laughs) (laughs) So you got an alien. Yeah. He's a private investigator. Cool. Here's typical, like noir kind of thing lady comes to him in distress she's like oh this thing's happening and it's like this uh disc in the sky and he's like what the fuck and it's a it's a space cartel space cartel space drugs space drugs it's the spice boys perhaps (laughs) um 
in addition to being an alien, he's also a martial arts uh, aficionado, or he uses his his kung fu kind of skills to defeat it. Well, I don't know if he defeats the, the space cartel, but he uh, confronts the space cartel. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> does it give the plot away? Yeah. Uh, look, first off, I love the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is another one of those trick or truths where, like, you're telling me so many different movie concepts. Mm-hmm. And amongst them, I kind of want to see them all, which means you're producing movie concepts that are, ooh, mwah, mwah. <laughs> you kissed, kissed, chef's kiss on the fingers, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But this one, I want to say you wrote it because of the. Because of the disconnect, I feel, between, like, Private Eye and Judo. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe, like, like there was a concept. Because, like, my basic thought is, like, you came up with these this week. Mm-hmm. Your idea would be the one. But then again, wow, some people are random. Mm-hmm. Some movies are like that. And maybe a Judo thing was, like, added afterwards. Like, a producer came in, mm-hmm. and he was like, Judo's big right now, Bowie's. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know it's a hard one it's it's really i want to say this one we'll throw another t out there okay so going truth on that judo detective alien what was the previous one before that one before that was defula yes defula i didn't write it down because i don't know braille do, do should we do a quick quick review or we'll yeah just, let's do a real quick review before the last I mean, one we got one more so yeah i thought it was true when uh you brought up like it was a trick. No, no, it was true. It was a real, it was a real movie. Mm-hmm. When you said, uh, they made it like a, a strange necrophiliac theme park for your relatives. Nursing home of the living dead. Yes. I didn't mention anything about necrophilia, but. Uh, I put that in there. <laughs> you, you put that in there. Okay. Right. So if it's a, your concept, <laughs> we already know the next step. <laughs> we had fuck the devil two, return yeah. of the fucker. And I said that was not true because the VHS angle was too alluring mm-hmm. for you. You 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 started with VHS and yeah. you proceeded to a concept. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, we got we got Gatorbait, um, uh, the Bayou lady doing the right. rape revenge thing. You said that was true. I said that was true. Yeah, we got Shark Angel, the uh, Archangel apocalypse story with sharks i said that was i said that was false because uh you're catholic and it's like a good Mm -hmm. pun it's like Mm -hmm. it's really well-rounded uh piece that that like sticks together to itself Mm -hmm. and like you brought up like also the the um company it would be in and that it's a tired genre Mm -hmm. so like you're like i bet this is real (laughs) shark angel Mm mm-hmm an almost sneaky like decision so mm-hmm. i would call that yeah, you wrote that okay we got defula which you're saying is factual i am saying it's factual now but i do need to with these numbers you gotta round it out yeah you said that there's two more false ones and uh we have one more movie left and both defula and the one with the detective uh, judo alien mm-hmm. i've marked as real <laughs> yes <laughs> you've said real okay i'm clearly leaning towards things are real because it's like hard to see the seams and so last one is the the black hat it's the the most generic title you can get this one's a black exploitation flick okay voodoo priestess sends feline familiar 
to take vengeance on ancestors of white slave traders. I've been into voodoo, so this is a great choice for me right mm-hmm. now because I'm kind of very, I'm very interested. I should, I want to watch and see what it's like. Yeah. But it's also black exploitation, so I can't imagine it's dealt delicately. <laughs> dealt with delicately. Well, I mean, uh, that uh, title was kind of given for like black produced stuff in the 70s it wasn't oh okay it's it's not it wasn't as it's not like it's not black exploitation no it's black exploitation it was black produced black produced exploitation (laughs) we're exploiting ourselves here yes that's fair (laughs) so like blackula like scott cast blackula would be considered black exploitation but that was black produced and black starred okay so it's like it was like a black version of uh the dracula story right okay all right. Look, that there's makes a, sense. There was a Blackenstein. There was a, you know. Was, that makes that, yeah. Stuff. Okay. So this is a black exploitation, mm-hmm. uh, a voodoo black exploitation. Yes. I still don't believe they treat voodoo right, <laughs> but probably not. Because it's 70s. Probably, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're clearly going for a shock value. Would you make this up? Like, it's hard to say because, you know, I've been into like researching voodoo lately. Mm hmm. And like, so you'd be like, okay, so how would I fit voodoo into something? Let's do a black exploitation thing. And the way that you jumped down, hey, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> like tells me that, you know, I'm going to call this an Ian producer. Okay. This is an Ian producer. So um, I need to pick one of my truths to be actually false. I think uh, between Bayou and the voodoo one, like you would do one like kind of exploitation film, true, one false. So I want to keep that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. The theme park of of people who have died. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like unique enough. You probably did come up with that, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's also really good. And I could see that being like an Amazon produced series, honestly. Uh, so like I, I'm tem- I've, I've got some temerity about that. Um, and the shark one where the shark angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to keep that as the one that you made, actually. So what I'm going to flip is the detective alien. I want to say you made the, tux, the, the the alien, the detective alien. So I think you made the VHS tape, Satan's Panic 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made um, Shark Angel. Mm-hmm. And you made a detective judo alien. And you made black exploitation voodoo. There's only three tricks. Oh, I fucked up. I thought there was four again. So uh, of those, I would say I would revert the black exploitation voodoo to real and make a true, the judo alien, uh, the shark angel, mm-hmm. and the VHS Satan. Return of the fucker. Return of the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> All right. Oof, man. Did I fuck up completely? You were you were real close. To what? Black Hat I made up. Black Hat you made up. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was right on the tail of that one and then let you it were, go at the you end. You were like almost on it, and, but you, you backed off. Um, Alien Private Eye is real. Okay. So, fuck. Defula is real. So, you got that one right. Shark Angel was a trick. You got that. Okay. Gator Bait was real. You got that. Fuck the Devil 2 Return of the Fucker is real. Ah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Nursing Home of the Living Dead was mine. Oh, okay. Ooh. Mm. I gave that one the highest praise, I think. So, that which happened with zombies, that's, too. That's the most thematically uh, rich, I think. 
you know, that's the key with you is the the, the rich the matrix. Mm-hmm. The matrix. Why aren't you writing? <laughs> Why aren't you writing? Why are you, like I have to pressure you into doing a trick of truth every year, and uh, you're and you're spitting out fucking game as far as concepts are concerned. Well. You should listen to the concepts me and David come up with for books. And like, you know, when you wake up, tell us your concepts. Because, <laughs> yeah, that and now that I did add Necro by myself, <laughs> it is a Scott Cast production. We have uh, we have uh, automatically sent that. That's uh, what they do on the off season when when the families aren't visiting on the holidays. They just <laughs> ship them out to the Necro factory. Dude, you just don't think about it, but like Aunt Helen is going to someone else's yeah. house <laughs> in the off season and you're fucking someone else's aunt. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, depending on how, like, uh, in that in that uh, landscape where you're preserving people, mm-hmm. the way you say it is, like, you can, at the beginning of the movie, like, you're following along, and it seems like Aunt Helen's real. Yeah. And, like, she's just a normal person having a normal day while you're visiting. Right. And then it's, like, revealed that, like, there's, like, machinery attached to her asshole. And, uh, like, she's 98% silicone. Mm-hmm. My concept was really focusing more on the like live human characters and sort of their disparate uh, views on like the elderly. Okay, so like it's almost following an so X. I, I simplified it to to be more tricky. Okay, tell me <laughs> tell me more about the real story. Um, so and tell me where the sex is. <laughs> <laughs> there was no sex in the original context, but I'm I mean, deleting that. The, I honestly like the necro angle could be a thing if I, that might get too convoluted with a with a film. But I don't know. Do it like right in that eighty percent through the movie, like where it's really dark yeah. and like things are being revealed and revealed, and you don't think it can get worse. And all of a sudden, you see like like a huge dick inside <laughs> your beloved familiar, right? <laughs> So really it was uh sort of based on Jurassic Park. Right, because of the theme park angle kind of yeah. like, and like and like what happens really. You know, we've been working on like prolonging life and like what if we perfected this technology to a point where there was no death or like no death as we know it. Like you might die but you become something else and like what would be the pros and cons of that? And so pros is like well you've still got this connection to your ancestors and you get to see them like but also like boy that would be fucking unnatural and weird i want this movie to be based like 500 years in the future Mm -hmm. so like most people are like kind of futuristic Mm -hmm. and like the main plot and then like randomly there's like the proto people like which is like our time (laughs) and like we're all degraded because they fucked it up at the time they didn't know how to do it yet but like we still have but like they nailed the personality so it's a bunch of millennials <laughs> being like we never get the fucking good end of the stick <laughs> we just got like half melted faces yeah they don't let people see us <laughs> oh you want to go that far back oh we don't have that technology that far back no no we were but it says here the patent was secured in 2011 <laughs> Yeah, those don't, those didn't turn out right, you know, and this just ties really good into our chirogenic speech. Yeah, so there's things. that that aspect of like the technology and the pros and cons of that on its own, and then there's also like the ref, reflective aspect of like how different people would perceive that. No shit, we could make that movie with way less budget than zombies. <laughs> <laughs> 
because we don't really need to make anything. We just mm-hmm. got to kind of make things look kind of futuristic. Mm-hmm. Like we can learn to drywall a curve. <laughs> and we'll make a few curves in our houses. Make it look like it's the future. <laughs> but uh, fuck, man, that is a that is a solid. That's Aldous Huxley level conceptry right yeah. there. You know. Yeah. You know, it's like it's almost Orwellian. So I will put it out above Huxley under Orwell, which I think is good high praise. I mean, damn, I'll take that. Right. You know, I put you on that shelf. Jurassic Park ripoff. Right. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Michael Crichton's in the dust with this. You use the park uh, conceit, but um, Mm -hmm. that's just the that's just the asses and seats part. Mm -hmm. You know, welcome to all the people park. (laughs) <laughs> of course it's like hosted by richard attenborough's ghost or something mm-hmm. but uh let's see what did you have more details about the other ones that you created um the shark one and uh the voodoo one no <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so so the, i picked up on the thematic one pretty quickly yeah yeah fuck the devil Two, return of the fucker so yeah, this is. might be on our list to review later, actually, because we not you haven't seen these movies. No, um, you just uh, found them and and like and the fact sources. that it's fucked the devil two means there's a there's a fucked the devil one. Right? Do we watch the first one? <laughs> they are sold in a a duo pack, of course. One and two, shot on video. What do you mean on video? Like fucking camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> How old is it? uh 80s early 90s wow let's watch fuck the devil two and one and the other one was the bayou one and the judo alien uh but also mm-hmm. the other one uh defula defula I, I so want defula to just be like <laughs> i'm really interested in defula i don't know if it's like track downable but uh you I don't think it is i mean i've had a i had a, a book about like obscure vampire movies and that was in there and uh i would love to see it let's make that let's make that next on our list let me i'll even like uh for the for the last last part of this year episode our 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 amazing return we're gonna confirm once and for all whether we're gonna look a little bit harder later for defula so gotta go to the the deep Midwest. We got a rent at a deep Midwest library and or pay 12 plus dollars mm-hmm. to a guy who's called uh, World of Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly sounds like someone you should be it dealing with on the reg. kind of like, yeah, our people. I'm actually curious. Like, I, we should email the guy and be like, how much for just like, give me a FTP connection to your server and we'll just download everything. <laughs> How much? Because, because you know, he just has it like on a Dropbox, mm-hmm. and he burns it as he gets paid. Right. Save us both some time and trouble. Hundred bucks. Just give us. It's for a private collection. We're going to talk about it a bit. We'll we'll pimp you on Scott Cows. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, ten times more than we would have spent otherwise, and gives us plenty of material and rare material at that. Yeah, that's true. We could probably make a whole ass podcast on that because we'd be the only people being like, Defula, let's tell you what that's like. It's fuzzy. <laughs> Low resolution. Yeah. Yeah, we can be the first to break that news. <laughs> uh, so, Ian, what did we learn today on this uh, here inaugural fall edition? Oh, goddamn. What did we learn? Uh, that it's been too long. 
that we need to pod more regularly? We do, but I'm like it was like a like a burst of ejaculation. It's been, like, pod pleasure. Yeah, it's been uh, a weird year and season, and uh, it's like give us a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love how like <laughs> hostile we are <laughs> to people who want to listen to us. <laughs> It's been a month. Can we can, can we have it? No. Also, <laughs> well, like, but yeah, where where are all these people? All the time we've been podding weekly, right? And, like, and we're like asking shit. And now it's like, oh, we're asking where for people. Where you guys been? Yeah, where were you? Where were you? Why aren't you purchasing shit on our Amazon <laughs> links? Today we're gonna have an Amazon link, not to Defula, but to DVR copies. <laughs> I don't know. And like, come on, guys, write in, say hi, let us know you're there. Yeah. You know, like I can't tell the difference between like 40 bot downloads and, and, and 40 assholes snickering that like we're the dumbest people on the Internet. I think we also learned that uh, we are both uh, very much unilingual. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could be better. <laughs> Could be better. We're not quite bi. We're homolingual, uh, but we could be. Uh, we could be bilingual. We're trying. If we try real hard, it'll be crazy to be heterolingual and like you mm-hmm. can only speak a language that you yourself <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that's the goal. I'm gonna try to be heterolingual. I wanna I wanna be able to speak Spanish, but I don't mm-hmm. want to be able to understand it, and I don't yeah. want to be able to speak English. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that does it for us, man. Like, let me restart my phone so we can get the theme music on. But uh, why don't you why don't you lead us out while I get over there? Uh, thanks from us here at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All hell, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. That's right. After Scottcast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after we send those text messages, <laughs> copy and pasted from Adam Levine's fucking cell phone. <laughs> like, you know, he's got the suave attitude. He's got the moves like Jagger. Jagger's like, fuck, because his fucking heart is dying. <laughs> <laughs>